a new style of leadership is here. Are you ready? Welcome to the Inner Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain, and I'm a 35-year corporate exec turned certified leadership coach. I've spent the past several years developing and coaching leaders as well as building teams. And one thing I've learned is you can't effectively lead others until you learn to lead yourself. This means eradicating all of the shit preventing you from knowing and embodying your authentic self. Together, we work on releasing and healing all of the shit holding you back. All of the conditioning and stories preventing you from being the truly amazing leader you know you can be. This starts with you. Your outer persona needs to match your inner beliefs. Through this alignment, you'll develop your own unique dynamism that will have people clamoring to work with and for you. A new era is emerging, and it is demanding a new way of leading, a new type of leader with a new style of leadership. I believe that person is you. Let's get started. If I asked you the question, what do you want? How would you respond? And when I was thinking about it, it took me back to Spice Girls days, right? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Can we today as women answer that question? Can we tell someone what we really, really want? I believe the answer is no, because I see us over and over saying yes to things we want to say no to and saying no when we desperately want to say yes. We do not know how to make decisions as a collective, even not just even individually, which is where it has to begin. But and when you look, I look at the corporate world and see all of the decisions that are never actually made. And that's what I want to dig into. But first, I'm going to take you on a like a really sharp turn, but I want you to stay with me because my analogy is um, a bit taboo the way I'm going to um, explain this concept to you. But I think it's really, really going to um, hit home. There will be, I promise, there will be no patent leather clad whip toting dominatrix in here. However, I do want to use the taboo, this taboo world to um, describe what is happening in our own bodies and minds on a daily basis, right? And this, the, the world of BDSM has so much to teach us about human psychology, And I want to use that to paint the picture. So in a, the Dom sub world, and let me preface this, this is all from (laughs) reading and studying the psychology that's going on between these roles as they're being played out in that world, right? But in this world, explicit conversations are crucial, right? Everything is clearly defined before a, and I'm going to air quote, scene, which is what um, the enactment is called, before that ever begins. Each 
person in this in this um, event clearly defines what they are willing to do, what they're willing not to do. Um, there's no there's a contract that is um, created between the two so that everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. And there are no surprises that happen within this scene. And they even like, there's even um, safe words that allow the scene to slow or stop depending on whether or not, like maybe I did commit to being able to do something, but then when I get in the moment, I'm not able to allow for that, or I need more time to allow for that to happen. So there's safe words that are honored on both sides, right? When you think about that, think about clearly defined contracts with everyone's um, true emotions and feelings laid out on the table for the other person to see and honor. Like, imagine if that's how we operated in real life, right? With our business relationships, our partner relationships, and especially our relationship with ourselves, Because that, to me, that is the place where we most violate our own uh, boundaries, right? If we've even set them, right? I mean, whether or not we've explicitly or implicitly set them, they they exist, yet we tend to um, not recognize them, regardless of whether it's our brain making a decision or our body making a decision, And I'm going to show you how that dynamics plays out, right? So we live in a world where the pressure to provide the right answer has overpowered our true desires. We're saying yes when we mean no and no when we desperately want to say yes. And as women, as humans, we're so disconnected from our true desires that we're nearly incapable of making decisions. We say yes more out of a duty than a desire, right? Inside and out of the bedroom. Like you see this play out all the time in both areas, in every room of your house, if you will. And we're going to stay outside today. We're not going in. But I want to ask you, like, how many times this week alone have you said yes to something that your gut knew it didn't want to do, right? This happens at the office. It happens at home with partners, with kids, and especially with ourselves. Um, I was actually on one of my coaching sessions this week, the lady that I'm coaching she was telling me that she could see like the scene playing out in real time and she had no capacity to stop it as it was happening, right? And I've used the the golf analogy a million times 
and I still think it's like the most universal one ever of Tiger Woods and him being able to stop his swing when he's in that full backswing, recognizing right there that he's not set right and being able to stop and reset instead of swinging anyway, where the majority of us amateur golfers, amateur humans, right? We can't, we don't have the capacity to stop back there. We think, oh, I'll just fix it on the way down and everything will be fine. And then, you know, you hit the ball and it goes not where you intended it to go. That's what happens in our lives as well. Like we may be saying yes to something and we can see like that it's wrong. The moment we say yes, we're like, oh my God, why did I do that? Yet we don't have the emotional capacity to stop it and say, wait a minute. Well, I know I just said yes to this, but I I don't I can't do it. My answer is no. Like we cannot do that. We don't have that emotional intelligence and that uh, um, awareness within ourselves to be able to stop it before it's too too late. I'm going to air quote too late. Right. So when is the last time that you had a desire and you acted on it that you honored it no matter what anyone else would think, right? So it doesn't only, it's not only the things we say yes to that we don't want to. It's the things like you, maybe you get invited on a girl's trip, but you have a project like due in the, at your office that same week. So you desperately want to go, but you say no, right? Happens all the freaking time. What about like, I always think about this all the time because I try to do it now and it's still freaking uncomfortable as hell, but maybe it's a midday nap on a Wednesday when your to-do list is spilling over onto page two, right? Can you imagine yourself stopping and napping with that list sitting on your desk or sitting on the counter, right? And what about when your new business isn't able to financial sustain, financially sustain you? What happens in your body when you think about taking a day off just to lounge, read, nap, do nothing, right? What happens in there, right? And even like the work deadline that I just used, what if it's closing in? Could you see your... T- self taking a day off and going sightseeing or doing nothing but binging Netflix all day, even if your next promotion was dependent on the success of the project. <laughs> now I can feel the nausea building within you as I paint these pictures, right? Cause it happens to me as well. Our nervous systems are so full of anxiety and on such high alert that even the T's of these examples are more than it can handle, right? Tap into what you were feeling as I was giving you those options. And I would imagine, because I can feel it too, that your insides start to twist a little and it's like really uncomfortable. Maybe you got hot, like your face became flushed 
as you even entertained the thought of relaxing when there's work to be done, right? And I believe that in this state, we cannot make decisions. In fact, many of us long for someone else to make it for us so that we don't have to feel that additional discomfort. It feels easier in the moment to go along with someone else's decision versus being the one to make the decision, right? And I spent many, many years battling what we call decision fatigue. And in um, a corporate leadership role, right, I was constantly making decisions. And by the end of the week, I was so emotionally exhausted, like totally spent, that I couldn't even decide what I wanted or where I wanted to go for dinner when my husband would ask me. My dream weekend always was to not have to make one single decision. And it got to the point where I would declare it. Like he would get frustrated with me because I'd come in um, from being out of town all week and he's excited to take me to dinner. And he's like, where would you like to go? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. You decide. And he would get frustrated because he wanted to take me someplace that I wanted to go. And I just did not have the capacity to even say Taco Bell. Right? <laughs> I would never say Taco Bell, but I couldn't have even if I wanted to. This decision fatigue, that, that constant decision-making process that literally destroys our nervous system, doesn't actually come from the act of deciding. And I I decided to look up the definition of decide, and it said to come to a resolution. I thought, okay, well, what's a resolution? So I looked that up, and the definition of that is a firm decision to do or not do something. And the key word in that is firm, right? We do not make resolute, right? Purposeful, determined, and unwavering decisions, right? And I'm not sure that very many of us even know how to anymore. Instead, we make flaccid, malleable, soft decisions, which constantly um, cause us to revisit and redecide the same issue over and over and over because we're making intellectual decisions that are in direct conflict with what we really want. Saying yes when we mean no and no when we desperately want to say yes. The exhaustion and fatigue isn't from making so many decisions. It's from making the same decision over and over because it's nearly impossible to carry out a decision that is in direct opposition to what we really want. This is also why it's so hard uh, to step up as a leader and take responsibility right? No one wants to be responsible or to own poor decisions. 
this happens over and over. I see it so many times of um, in the corporate world, obviously, of we have meetings upon meetings upon meetings where we decide the same thing over and over. And then we ask, especially coming from the program or project management world, we ask, who's going to own this? And it is crickets, right? Nobody wants to own the decision that was just made for the 13th time this week uh, about something that all of us know isn't the right answer, right? And then it happens also in the entrepreneurial world, right? We come out of that, we're, we're so fed up with that. And then we get into the entrepreneurial world and we're hearing from gurus about how we should build a business. And we're like, okay, I'm going to take that class and I'm going to learn that way. And we go through the course and we still can't take action because what's being told to us doesn't feel right to us. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It was right for the person who was teaching it just might not be right for you or for me. So great, right? Now what? How can we begin to shift and learn to make resolute decisions, right? So we have to get out of our heads and back into our bodies. Our mind, as magnificent as it is, is a shitty decision maker. It waffles more than a politician on the campaign trail, right? Our mind must become the sub in our dom-sub role definition. And our body, be it intuition, feeling, gut response, right, has to step into the dominant decision maker role, which probably means that (laughs) it probably means going back to school, right, and going through some type of dominatrix training program. One of the key principles of this training is communication. Each participant clearly stating what they want, what they're willing to do, what's off limits, right? And when we apply this to ourselves, it will be a body versus mind scene, right? And I recently witnessed this very thing when I set a goal to achieve something within um, a defined timeline. And upon setting the goal, I attempted to create a contract where I agreed to do and feel specific acts and feelings, all well-intentioned. I fully believed that I would be able to, right? And I felt pretty good going into the goal. But what I hadn't done was clearly define the role of dom and sub between my gut and my mind, right? And I found myself often switching roles Um, throughout the duration, right? One moment, my gut would be the decision maker and my mind would be unwilling to submit to the decision. And then it would argue and resist and um, only to make, like it wanted to take over the role as the dom and it would make a decision and then my body would not submit. And it was this constant struggle, chaos, turbulence within my own body when I was trying to achieve something that I desperately wanted to achieve, right? But this flip-flops of roles 
um, without the clear definition from one to the other left no option other than failure, right? And I did not hit the goal. This happens all day, every day, from the moment we wake up until we collapse at night in our beds, right? This is why we're exhausted, overwhelmed, burnt out, and don't even know what we want. The only way out is to relearn how to make decisions, beginning with the tiniest decision, right? And depending on how out of touch you are with your real decision-making organ, you may have to start slow and rebuild. So to take back the power, the decision-making power from your mind, something as simple as learning to feel what yes and or no feel like in your body is where you have to start. Beginning to recognize when your body and your mind are at odds, fighting and resisting back and forth, and like the Tiger Woods analogy, stopping it in full swing, right? When it's in motion, having the um, muscle control, if you will, to say, whoa, wait a minute, there, here's... I see this conflict happening. I need to stop and clearly define who's in charge and who's submitting to the decisions that are being made. So this week inside the text membership, you're going to um, receive daily prompts to help you begin this journey. And I'll be guiding you to reclaim your inner power so that you can begin to replace your decision fatigue with the peace and satisfaction that you've been seeking. Are you coming? If you are loving this podcast, be sure to check out the Inner Power Portal. It's a text membership that dives deep into the embodiment of the topics we cover here on the podcast. You'll receive daily embodiment messages Monday through Friday, including additional exclusive content, journal prompts, and embodiment exercises to help you dive deep into each topic so that you can fully step into your inner leadership. Sign up now at ipp.innerleadership.com.